You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show, the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, Please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. Uh, we don't have any new callers today. So, uh, first of all, first of all, hope you all had or are having a really good Merry Christmas. And um, hope you all were safe. And uh, we're off and running. we got New Year's coming up, and then and it's just cold and snow and dark. So, enjoy it. And then come back and listen to the podcast. Ryan Santos, what's up, man? Hey, Ryan, it's Ryan Santos again, man. Hey, I'm sorry about swearing on my last You're call. You're good, man. Losing control. But this, this Joe Barry guy, man, this Joe Barry guy, it's almost like, I don't know, man, I feel like it's personal. It's freaking personal at this point, man. I've never felt this way. I feel like if I saw Joe Barry out in the street, like, you know, it's on site. It's like, man, oh, am I going to have to throw hands? Like, <laughs> how you made me feel so many Sundays? And you make me hurt? Are you ruin my day and affect my time with my children? I'm being, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little melodramatic, man. Um, but <laughs> it's all right, I like it. Seriously, we won. Great, happy that we won. But it, it's, it's, it's not the offense. It is the defense, and I know that's stating obvious, but to the, it's getting worse and worse every week, Ryan. Every week we're getting worse on defense, and it's just, don't think it's a lack of trying for the players. Do the coverage is just complete garbage. It's got to be the three second rate coverage in the NFL. I mean, it's freaking atrocious. Tyre's playing like booty. Again, Stokes playing like butt. I mean, everybody's just out there, man, in coverage at least. Um, full game, step behind. Step behind every big play that I saw from the Panthers, RDBs were a step behind or a second, you know, a nanosecond too late. You know, one or two of those a game, you get it, but it's just like you guys are always late. So it tells me that schematically, execution-wise, you guys are lacking something. And I know it's not the talent. We've got – our DBs are fast. 
No, so it. Oh, nice. If I'm watching the, uh, but come on, get the ball. <laughs> I'm watching the Lions, um, in, um, Vikings game and quarterback just fumbled. Vikings had it for a freaking fumble and six, but somehow they let that ball bounce around. Anyhow, man, I'm done. Checking out for the night for real this time. Um, wait to hear from you. Ah. Yeah. So first of all, I'm I'm really gonna need your help because I I went back and listened to yesterday's podcast at least a little bit of it just to kind of get back into the feel of things. I said that I wanted to be riled up this week. It's not a requirement. I don't have to do that. We can do something else. But I just I just wasn't I didn't have that same energy, which makes sense. You're not as fired up two days as you are same day or next day same day whatever. Um, but I just I just need your help, man. Get me back into the groove. So that tomorrow's podcast, I can just be a freaking psychopath. But look, here, here is what um, <clears throat> here is what I just posted on social media. Okay, in agreement with what you just said, and I knew that the way I phrased this was going to cause some people that don't agree to come out and cause you know it, it's like it's, I knew that there would be certain details that people would nitpick rather than just acknowledging the overall message, and so I wanted to leave things out, and I just thought you know what it's correct, screw it. If we have to go back and forth about nitpicky things because you don't know what you're talking about, then that's how it has to be. Here's what I said, and this is all true. Looking at weighted DVOA, the Packers offense that is all young, inexperienced, largely mid to late round or undrafted picks and injured is currently the ninth best offense in the NFL. The defense, mostly healthy in year three of the system, loaded with first round picks, ranks 30th. The offense shouldn't be this good. The defense shouldn't be this bad. And I've already had somebody, oh, 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 talk about gaslighting. The defense is healthy now? Bro, who's out? Who's out? How many starters are out? Savage and Campbell. That's it? That's it. I mean, look at our IR. Who's on IR? Tyler Davis, tight end, offense. David Bakhtiari, tackle, offense. Luke Musgrave, tight end, offense. Emmanuel Wilson, running back, offense. Luke Tenuta, tackle, offense. Five players on IR, they're all offense. The majority of the people actually out and not playing, offense. The one player that left the game, offense. One that I'm aware of. Just realized Christian Watson's dad follows me. I, I, I've been following this guy for a long time. He's big time on Packers Twitter. I just figure he's a big Packers Twitter guy. I don't know. And um, turns out he's Christian Watson's dad. I was looking at pictures. I was like, wait a minute. He's on the field taking a picture with Christian Watson? This dude's got some money or something. He's got field access. And then I look at another picture. I'm like, isn't that Watson's sister and brother? So I Google the guy's name, and it's, it's like, oh, his last name is Watson, and he has a son named Christian who plays for the Packers. And, and he also used to play for the Packers as a safety, by the way. So, okay, we're learning all kinds of goodies. I'm sure I knew that at one point. I just, I don't know. But anyways, that, that, that just sums it up for me. That we are at the apex right now. This is year three in this system with everybody on board. You've got a couple new guys, but it's not just the new guys that are the problem. It's the old guys that are not getting it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, period. I mean, <laughs> that that isn't debatable that it's not working. We tried it. It don't work. End of conversation. Hey, what's going on? I'm on Firefighter. How y'all doing? I'm sure y'all doing good. Probably um, one. Uh, but you gotta thank my wife for the win because you know my bad luck jersey. Uh-huh. 
I was watching the show with her, and we watched a couple of episodes. Um, the show Slasher is like a horror show. Yeah. And we watched a couple episodes, and I was like, what time is it? She was like, it's 3 o'clock. And I watched, like, so many episodes, I missed, like, the first half of the game. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be testing out this Jersey theory, see if it's real. So I put the Jersey on at halftime, and as you see, the <laughs> Panthers came back and almost won the game. <laughs> so I'm assuming because I didn't have the Jersey on no. the whole time that we won, but I started watching. I was like, oh, man, this might actually be a real thing. It was just kind of crazy how it was going. I wasn't nice try, Omar. I played the jersey when we played the Bears. Oh, uh, but I, I was going to test it out the rest of the season, is what I said, but you got to thank her for me not having it on the whole game. <laughs> so I am going to go ahead next week and see what happens, but for the Bears game, I won't wear it. So anyway... Go back, go. I'm, hey, I'm just trying to get us some better receivers. We got a lot of injuries in the receiver room. So let's get us some receivers and some running backs, tight ends. Just trying to rebuild the group. Um, I won't wear the jersey at all next year uh, doing games. I promise. <laughs> if we get all the players today. All right, talk to you later. Bye. You guys just keep making fun of me and keep making fun of me like this isn't real. But I'm telling you, it's real. And at this point, I'm not sure if I want you to wear the jersey or not. Um. I mean, we won the game, so I guess we're we're full bore going in, especially since it's Vikings and, and freaking Bears. I don't want to lose to that. And if we win, win those two, it's probably Lions. So we got Vikings, Bears, then Lions. If we can just sweep that. I mean, think about Like, that's not a bad ending. Even if we get smoked by the 49ers, which is going to just suck the life out of my soul because I hate the 49ers. Even if that's the case, we end the season going undefeated against the NFC North. Like, we, we, we didn't win the North, obviously, whatever. It is what it is. But we beat the Vikings, we beat the Bears, and because they couldn't beat us and, and couldn't stop us, we get into the playoffs, and then we crush the Lions' playoffs hope, playoff hopes. So what, what, what are you going to do if you're a Lions fan? Oh, we won the division. Oh, I'm sorry, were you the best team in the division? Yeah, I mean, we won it. No, 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 no. That's not, that wasn't my question. Are you the best team in the division? Because the Packers beat you twice. And you are garbage. <laughs> you're not a good, like, you're not better than us. And and we're just, we're going to get better at an exponential rate, whereas you've peaked, right? Your, your, your players are going to leave faster than they're coming in, and you're not good enough to, at drafting to be able to, you know, match replacement rate. And also, any and all good coaches you have are going to start getting hired away. This is what happens. This is why it's impossible to maintain a dynasty unless you're Bill Belichick and you are like, it's like Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Like, I am the GM. I am the head coach. I'm everything that works here. Right? That's not the case for the Lions. So, yeah, your OC is going to get hired away. Your players aren't going to believe in your rah-rah BS anymore because it just, it just you know, especially next year, right? Because... I mean, we'll see, but, you know, you, you finally won the North, so it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you believe. Dude, you're going to get smoked. Like, the, the, the Vikings are going to have a quarterback next year, maybe. Maybe maybe they do just pay Kirk Cousins. I don't know, but they got to figure out the quarterback. They're going to have one, right? I mean, they're basically better than you right now, almost. I mean, it's, 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 it's by a hair that you're beating them. They don't have a quarterback. They're going to be better than you. And the Bears might already be better than you. Uh, so, you know, we'll see about their quarterback situation. They might be going backwards. Maybe they go forwards. I don't know. 
really weird situation in Chicago. But, uh, yeah, I mean, anyways, don't wear the jersey, I guess, is what I'm saying. Hello. Merry Christmas. This is Colin number five. Merry Christmas to all you filthy animals out there. Yeah. Just finished the game. Uh, Oh, man, I'm waiting for the press conference from Matt LaFleur. Uh, If there were 20. So, by the way, I still haven't seen it. And I have a feeling we're going to get some calls about the press conference. So I might have to stop and go watch it if people start talking about it. So at this point, I haven't seen it. That may not be the case by the end of the episode. We'll see. Second left in that game, they get a field goal try. Just want you to know that. I had I was in a chat talking to people, and I said, okay, there's only 19 seconds. There's no way that Barry can mess this up. Okay, I said that with confidence. <laughs> And yet uh, our defense allowed 44 yards Silly man. in 19 seconds. If there was 20, they get a field goal. It's just embarrassing, man. I don't care that there's no one behind him. I It's embarrassing? <laughs> do not care. Fire him. It's unacceptable. This is embarrassing, and you have to send the message. Embarrassing? <laughs> man, this guy is so garbage actually insane it's actually insane i even said like there's no way he can mess this up the game's over there's no way you can give up any any amount of yards in in, in 19 seconds man like holy dude I, now, by the way I, like i said i was waiting for the press conference i can't wait for him to blame the players on this one that's gonna be fun anyway yeah, i got good probably. food waiting at my mom's house so as soon as this is done i'm leaving and uh that'll that'll be a good christmas so take it easy. Hope you're having a good holiday. Bye. Yeah, man. Great Christmas. And uh, hopefully yours was good. I look forward to hearing from you this week. Um, again, I know I'm, I'm so glad that we have so many calls. I mean, we've got 13 calls. We probably won't even get 13 remaining. Probably won't even finish today. Um, I know it's holidays, man. And it's, it's tough to be even watching games, much less calling into the show or participating. And I appreciate you guys for hanging in there and Staying attuned to the show, and again, I, I I do hope you guys can kind of get back in the rhythm um, this week. I know we got New Year's coming up too, so there's lots of days off and lots of plans and lots of holiday stuff going on. But keep tuned in, man. Hang in there with us because I don't want to run out of calls. I'm having some having some fun. So, anyways, really appreciate you guys. Hey, Ryan, this is Steve from Richmond, Kentucky. Hey, uh, just wanted to say that uh, yeah, we won today. I sure hope that uh, our defensive coordinator is fired uh, sometime in the next couple of hours. Yeah, uh, we have made, in three weeks, uh, quarterbacks Young, Mayfield, and DeVito, uh, absolute uh, superstars, and that's ridiculous. When you just let them march down the field where they have been, uh, it is time to make a change. Um, don't know what changed from the Kansas City game to now, but whatever it is, it's obvious that the defensive coordinator does not have a clue on how to fix it. Anyway, I'm glad they won, and go back, go. That that was my first thought, and then I realized, oh wait, we won the game, which means we're still in playoff contention, which means it's not going to happen. And that was the only thing, I don't want to say I wish we lost the game, but that was the only thing where I thought, man, the, the real benefit of losing the game would be figuring out whether or not Matt would actually do the right thing at that point, because now we're eliminated. Not officially, and maybe he can lean on that, like, well, technically, you know, if freaking every other team loses somehow, and we beat the, you know, Vikings and Bears, which wouldn't happen, because obviously we're just 
complete freaking human garbage. It would have been interesting, but it's like, oh, dude, he's, he's got to do it. And then I was like, oh, wait, we won. So that's just not going to happen. So anyways, man, um, I, again, I haven't listened. I'm guessing if the question was even asked about Joe Barry, which maybe it was not, um, I'm guessing similar answers were given. I got to watch the tape. We weren't assigned mature. We got to be better as coaches, blah, 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 blah. We're going to, we're going to continue on with Joe. We're going to, you know, right now we're, you know, we won the game. We're, we're in playoff contention and we're focused on Minnesota, you know, that kind of stuff, which I mean, again, to some degree I get it, but on the other hand, it's like, this is bad, dude. This is real bad. And it just, it's just going to keep getting worse for you. Every single week we go out and the defense completely lays an egg like this. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. If this is the way you want to play it, fine. But Joe Barry is going to make your life hell. And I'm not upset that that's the, the reality, to be honest. I'm just not. Because you make decisions and you live with the consequences. Period. Anyways, we'll take a break. Uh, uh, Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy is where you can support the podcast. Uh, or hit me up on Venmo, Packernet Podcast. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hi, Ryan. This is Randy from Minnesota. What's up? I don't know what to say after that game. You know what you said on the earlier podcast that, you know, Carolina's been getting better. But my God, the first half. Defensively. Defensively, they've been getting better. Offense, no. We were playing up on them, playing really tight. Exactly. And then, like, the second half. No, 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 no. Correction. Second quarter. Second quarter. I wrote it down. It was the start of the second quarter. I realized everything was awful, but you're right. I remember watching the game and the defense looked good, which isn't that impressive by itself because the Panthers are, but you're right. And I'm glad you said it because I agree. I watched it. I'm like, this doesn't look like the Packers defense. I mean, everybody's mugged up on the line. They're great. You know, they're sending guys and dropping guys. And it's just this real, you know, everybody's close to the line of scrimmage and some guys drop, but some guys, you know, so you get that extra pressure. And then you get some guys drop, but but everything kind of underneath is taken away because I'm running the route with you as I drop. But it just kind of leaves you vulnerable deep down the field. 
you know, which is what Joe Barry doesn't typically do. But I liked it. I I, I liked that it was like, you know, we're 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 going all out here. What was he thinking? If this didn't seal the deal that he's gone, I would I actually would like to see him gone before the Minnesota game because unless they have a lot of injuries, they could tear us up the way he's playing defense. Anyway, Jordan Love is the real deal. We're lucky there. Uh, Boots, thank you. And uh, I hope everyone has a happy new year. Maybe we'll have a happy uh, New Year's Eve. Hope so. Go Pack Go. Bye. Yeah, I um, I, I I just I'm. That's the one thing that I am somewhat happy about is you know I I'm I'm not a hundred percent there with Jordan, but I'm I'm happy with where we're at. I'm happy with the development of Jordan. Um, I would like still some things to be cleaned up, but man, when you look at the statistics, and I I posted it on social media, I'll save it maybe for tomorrow's podcast. But over the last you know half of a season or so. Every one of the issues that I had has more or less been cleaned up. Now, that's not on a play-to-play basis, but play-to-play basis is not the way to really analyze stuff. Right? If you want to know accuracy, the best way to do that isn't to go, yeah, I don't know, man, you had a couple iffy passes there. Because everybody has a couple iffy passes, and everybody has some good passes, but it, it depends on a larger scale what you're getting. So when his completion percentage is around like 14th, which I know doesn't sound impressive, but when your issue is is accuracy and you have a quarterback who's like dead last in completion percentage that's a massive concern and for him to do that and then jump up to 14th especially when so many other stats are top five top 10 yeah I'm, I'm completely fine with completion percentage being average slightly above average when you're dominating the league in yards and touchdowns and big time throws and passer rating adjusted net yards per attempt and war and EPA per play, EPA. It was like second in EPA in the NFL right now. In that in that span, basically since that time when, you know, there was that period where it was like, dude, he ain't it. And then something just just switched, right? And then it was great for like three weeks. And then it kind of fluctuated a little bit. But still in that span where Jordan has still been good and he did grade out well again, 70 some odd PFF grade. The bottom line is he's been good. The other, th- the other revelation, and I put this on the tweet as well, follow me, pack underscore daddy, um, was deep passing. I just looked in that span, what is his PFF grade as far as deep passing? And he was, I don't remember the exact number, but I'm pretty sure it was top 10, potentially top five. I don't know, it was somewhere in that range. Top 10, let's just say. So we went from a guy that's one of the worst to one of the best. Oh, the other thing, pressure. Can't handle pressure. He's one of the best in that span under pressure. I think he's he's I think he's in the top 10 somewhere. 7th, 8th, something like that. So all these specific issues I had, accuracy, completion percentage, um pressure and deep passing, he is, you know, at least improved massively if not one of the best in the NFL in those categories. So I'm I'm uh you know and and he's doing it with guys that don't know what they're doing. You you have a head coach that I, again, I really like as a play caller. I just do. I know we don't all agree on that. But even he is struggling on a week-to-week basis to figure out what are we going to do. It's a new game plan every week. It's not the same guys, and it's not like we got this number one or this or that. It's like we coming into the season, we don't know who to lean on. And then from week to week, we have to change it. It's Aaron Jones, and he goes out. And every single week, it's like, I don't know. We got these new guys that I have to try to build around, and I don't even know anything about them. I don't know anything about Dontavian Wicks, but I guess he's our guy. And then he gets hurt, and it's like, I got to figure out how to, how to build a game plan 
around Bo Melton and Malik Heath. Mid-game. So the point is, give us an offseason. Give Matt LaFleur an offseason now that he's kind of had a chance to see the guys that we have. Allow guys like Christian Watson to come back, who is a massive asset to this offense. Hopefully come back healthy and ready to play, and he'll be good to go for the next rest of next season, at least most of the season. Everybody gets you know a couple tweaks here and there, but big fingers crossed on that one. And just go from there, man. At the very least, everybody should be encouraged by Jordan Love. Even if you're skeptical, that's fine. You should be encouraged with the growth. Ho, ho, ho. And a bottle of rum. Joe's got to go. All right. <laughs> that was actually the whole, all right, squiddly diddly. Good to hear from you, man. We got pirate songs going. Let's do it. Hey, Ryan. Hey. It's a Christmas Eve night. Uh, it's a Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, now I want to paint a picture. Okay. It's Christmas morning. Oh. It's 7 a.m. And Joe Barry hears a knock on his door. <laughs> and goes down to answer it. And it's his buddy, Matt, before. Oh, hey, Merry Christmas, Matt. Yeah. Matt's like, hey, Merry Christmas. Um, you're fired. <laughs> That's your Christmas present. Um, let me say this isn't going to happen. But the offense continues to play very well, in my opinion. I mean, I know we stalled out a little in the second half, but, like, we're missing so many players on offense. Um, and the offense is moving the ball. The offense. Again, I, I know I'm so repetitive, and I have made this point a thousand times. But we are ninth on offense. What are we with Jordan in his second year, Matt LaFleur with an entire year to evaluate the offense that he has, with Christian Watson back into the offense, um, with some new pieces because we have the ability to kind of see what we need, maybe a new running back, maybe another wide receiver, whatever, with, um, oh, Tucker Craft, now that he's emerged a full season of Tucker Craft. How about um, Luke Musgrave, healthy and back in the offense? What what are we? I mean, just add Christian Watson. Just add Watson to this. The ability to stretch. I mean, I'm not even talking about his specific playmaking, which does exist and is a massive asset in and of itself. I'm talking about stretching the field so that Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed, who's also out injured, can work underneath. I'm talking about some more time to analyze Reed and the different ways we can utilize him, not just the reverses, which I love. I love it, Matt, that you've got that figured out and you got that dialed in. It's great. Christian wasn't exactly that guy. Reed seems to be having it figured out, although Christian, we can still use him because when it works, it's usually a freaking house call. So I'm not 100% against it. We got the ability, like Jordan Love, on the move. I think that's a great thing. Every time it's like a, you know, a third and two, I'm looking at it like, dude, I wonder if Jordan's going to keep it. You know, because those keepers are deadly, and he's got the wheels to do it. I mean, it's just, I feel like Matt's done a great job of coming up with some creative plays, and a lot of them just didn't work, but it's just, you're just kind of coming up with stuff on the fly, especially early. Notice how they're working more as we get later in the season, but early on, they weren't working. Because it's like, you know, he doesn't know what he has here. And, And honestly, what he had was a bunch of guys that didn't know what the heck they were doing. But again, just add Christian. What do we, what do we do? We jump. Bring Reed back. What happens to our offense? Tucker Craft, all year, where is our offense? Luke Musgrave, where is our offense? A running back, whether that's Aaron Jones, who's healthy, or somebody else who's, who's quite good. How about an improved offensive line, which hopefully we get? Because I'm, I'm becoming more disgruntled by them every single week. Um, I like a lot of these guys, but it just, it just 
it feels like it's starting to feel lazy to me. And maybe that's unfair, but it just it just feels like, come on, man, we got some young fired up pieces here. We really do. And the offensive line just seems to be like, eh. It's like every single one of them, I'm looking at them going, I know you can do better than that. Like, I watched you just let somebody run right past you. Now, I know Aaron Rodgers is what made the offensive line great. Like, that's clearly what happened, according to people who are ridiculous. But even if Aaron Rodgers isn't standing behind you, I feel like you can put your hands up and block a guy. At least touch him a little bit, you know? I don't know. Just, I'm just spitballing here. I just have nothing bad to say about the offense really right now. Aaron Jones looked great today. It was good to have see him back in, in, in Aaron Jones' form. Yes. Um, but this defense, I just, you know, Jair and Stokes are just coming back, and they mentioned, you know, it's the first time they've played together on, over a year. Um, the, the only bright spot I have with the defense right now, honestly, is McDuffie. I mean, that dude, maybe I'm just only seeing the good plays, and yeah. maybe he's having a lot of bad plays I'm missing. I don't know, because I'm not... I'm not watching the tape on any of that, but um, McDuffie just—he is what I've wanted in a linebacker like since Clay Matthews. He just fires off when the ball is snapped, and he is just in the backfield. He's wrecking everything. Um, anyway, I, I'm happy we won, but if the defense plays like this against the Vikings on New Year's Eve, um, no way we win that game. So, Merry Christmas again. Go back, go. Yeah, and I don't think you'll be surprised. I even made this comment when I was bragging about McDuffie. I said, I'm sure PFF will grade him quite low. I think he and Wyatt were the two lowest graded defensive pieces, if I'm not mistaken. And it's like, those are the two guys I was bragging about. And it's, you know, I don't know. I I didn't watch every single snap. I've I've talked about that a thousand times. Like, if you didn't watch every snap of every play, don't act like you did and, you know, get all huffy about it. Again, I gave my initial looks at stuff. And my initial look was that uh, McDuffie looked great. And, and again, similar to what you said, I agree. I like the play style. I just like the way he plays football. And maybe he does need to tune some stuff up, you know, and maybe there's some areas where he does need to improve and whatever. Fine. Fine. But I appreciate the way he plays ball. That's all, that's all I can say about it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that, that, it certainly doesn't help. Um, the the defense when when it's like the only thing that I like was McDuffie. I'm not sure if he really played well every snap, but he was the only guy that I felt like was doing well. And it's like actually PFF said he sucked. It's like okay, then I have nothing nice to say about the defense. Ryan Kyle from Madison. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, dude. Christmas Eve and evening. Um, the Packers got the W today. And who could have possibly imagined that the worst offense in the entire NFL would go up against the Green Bay Packers and look amazing? Oh, no, wait, no. Yeah, actually, we all knew that, didn't we? Yeah, was okay. stunned. Um, <laughs> stunned. Today was a game about confirming beliefs, I believe, I guess, in some ways. All right, so here's the, the beliefs that were confirmed today. Jordan loves the baller. Aaron Jones is a huge impact player when healthy. Me and my stepdad were watching the game together. And we were trying to figure out, we're like, God, you know, if he's healthy all year, like, how much of a swing is that? And we kind of settled on two games. The Packers got two more wins if Jones is healthy, just because of how close the losses were and just the fact that Love's been doing it all year with basically no running game. Yeah. We settled on two games. We'd have two more wins. And I think that's right. 
so that confirmed for me. I don't know what his future holds, but him or somebody like him needs to be on this team. Um, another thing that was confirmed for me is I have absolutely no idea uh, anymore, like what a catch is or isn't. <laughs> um, I guess it was our benefit. But like, it is funny. Like every time, I, I feel like. You know, because the rules have, have changed quite a bit. There was a time, let's say, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, when we could all just watch a replay and go, yep, this is the case. Every single time I watch a replay, I don't know about you, I watch and go, bro, that's a catch. And then immediately I, I put in the caveat. But then again, I don't know what a catch is. So who knows? I don't. And I, I actually wait for the rules expert to come on and explain it, even though I don't trust the rules expert to say the right thing. I certainly don't trust the... Uh, announcers to know what they're talking about. I don't trust the refs to actually make the right call. Even if, so, I don't. I still, even when the ruling comes in, I don't know if that was the right ruling or not. Because I don't know if we're seeing the same things. Like based on what I'm seeing, is that a catch or not? I don't know. I really don't. It's just it's it's kind of uh, it, it it's just it's kind of annoying to some degree because sometimes you look at a catch. and it, it might even be against the Packers or for another team where you look at it and just go, "Come on, man!" Like just. We have to, we're over litigating things a little bit, especially when I think it comes to catches. I understand like we, we have to have like an exact thing because we have to be able to make official rulings. We can't just be like, I don't know, that was cool, but there are some unbelievable catches and that ball moves like a centimeter and it's like, well, technically that's not a catch. It's like, come on, come on, really, really? I just, I, I don't get it. Like, he freaking caught the ball. Like, and then he rolled over, and the tip of the ball dragged on the ground a little bit, and then he rolled back over and had the ball in his hands. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I just think, uh, I think if we all put our heads together, we could probably come up with something a little better. I don't have a solution, so I, I guess I'll just shut my mouth and, al- and allow it to be what it is. But it just, it doesn't feel like, this is the best way. I feel like we were um, less litigated in the past and there was less controversy in the past. I know there was always controversy, but it wasn't this bad. Uh, and and it, it doesn't surprise me. Like I said, the more we come up with these rules, which is a parallel in society, the more we just add laws to try to fix things, the worse things get. It's the same in the NFL. Like there's a problem. Well, let's add a new rule to fix it. You just made it worse. And so now we are just bogged down with rules and laws. And every time you touch anybody, it's a foul. And every time the ball even flinches, it's a, it's a, it's a drop. And it's just, oh, it's so, I mean, it's like Jersey Mike was talking about. Like, it's, it's so, it's hard to watch this. It's not just the mistakes that they make. It's the fact that this is what the NFL wants. It's the fact that sometimes it's not a mistake. They're actually making the right call based on the rules. But the rules are such a disgrace. Especially in regard, I mean, the, the catches are bad. The the hits on the quarterback are worse. I mean, the hit the hits in general, some of them are just like, come on. But man, there are some just straight up legitimate tackles that are the most soft. There was one recently where it's like he didn't land on the guy at all. He just kind of like whipped him to the ground. You know, it was like a spinning tackle, and the quarterback went to the ground, and it was like unnecessary roughness, roughing the passer. I, I have no idea what you're talking about at this point. I have I just have no idea what you're talking about. But um, I don't know, man. We'll just suffer through it because I don't see it getting any better. The, the people at the head of the NFL are too stupid to recognize that um, by trying to make it better, they're making it worse every single time. And so they're just going to continue to add more rules and more litigation and more 
layers of complexity, and it's just going to continue to make things harder to understand. It's going to make it less correct. It's going to make it less fun to watch, and um, that's just the way it's going to continue. I don't even, remember. I don't even know anymore. Like with a Dobbs catch, like I honestly had no idea. I, I, it was a room full of family, and it was like fifty-fifty. We don't even know anymore. Like, does it bobble anymore? Does it not? Nobody knew. I'm glad it went our way, but like nobody knew. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was a, that was a fun time. Um, I, I don't know. I guess it's the perfect result in some exactly. ways because right. you know we get to continue to see some pretty big boy football from the offense from a lot of really a lot of babies from an NFL you know standpoint some young young players playing really well I think they what outside of like running out of time at halftime I think did they score on every possession except for one maybe something like that um, I thought actually like Anders Carlson came up huge I know he had the one missed yeah. extra point but if you see the replay I mean the snap was like a meter and a half high Oh, um, right. so I thought he played really well and we needed him to, to win this game. So, um, and then the defense, I mean, I'll leave that to all the other callers, but it, I just was laughing hysterically basically yes. at the defense. Thank I mean, it's just, <laughs> what is there to say? I, what else? I, I'll leave that to other people. I, I don't know. It was, it was, uh, a game that made me laugh and a game that had some excitement on offense. And I mean, we're still in it. So I guess. Move it on. Yeah, that's. I mean, we're we're simpatico, man. I mean, it, as everybody knows, because you listen to my podcast. I'm assuming from today, and that was exactly my take. A little bit more dramatic in saying so, but yes, that's that's exactly word for word my take. Hey, Kyle, again. Sorry, three minutes, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, the defense. The other thing that was confirmed for me was. Absolutely. I mean, Joe Barry's gone. I mean, that's, you know, in a small way, I understood that Carolina was going to be better than probably they had ever been just because of the, the ebb and flow of the way things go in the NFL. You know, like they had. Interesting how it always ebbs against us, though, doesn't it? It's just it just bottoms out. Or, I mean, I guess flows in their case, ebbs in our case. It's always that's always when teams turn it around is against us except in the case of the Giants where they turned it around with DeVito and then he's promptly benched by a team that can't seem to put freaking two and two together. Anyways, whatever. Done certain things for so many weeks. You know it's coming no matter who you're playing against. And I figured out, yeah, for sure, they're going to like, he's going to get a touching, a passing touchdown and all that's going to happen for sure because they're just due. But the offensive explosion that they suddenly had against us is so predictable and yeah. somewhat hilarious. But... Whatever. It is what it is. We got the win. I mean, who knows? This team can still get in the playoffs just because it's the unexpected thing. But um, some fantastic stuff on offense today. The other thing that today was kind of interesting because it's been a lot of family functions. So watched that game with some family. Then I went over to um, my dad and my stepmom's house full of people. But there's probably half Bears fans. And we were watching the Bears game. And it's, it's interesting because... And they're all pretty casual, you know. Sure. They're not very inside baseball, or I guess inside football, <laughs> as it would be in this case. But it was interesting listening to them kind of all, like, say, you know, yeah, you know, I really like Fields. Like, he's really come on. I, he's a good quarterback. I can't wait. And I was trying to – I told him, I said, look, I don't think he's your quarterback next year. And they were just like, what? 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 No, of course he is. Like, they couldn't even fathom that. 
And it's interesting, like, because you brought up that point that, like, it feels like good enough where, you know, half the base of the Bears fans are, like, they can't even imagine they would replace him and they take, like, Caleb Williams or somebody. It's going to be really interesting because I I didn't know kind of where Bears fans were, but watching them, um, and they all actually really like what they're seeing from love, too. I mean, these are, like, they're cool. These fans are cool. Um, and so we were able to have a pretty honest conversation about our teams, you know, and they all like two person are like, yeah, love, love looks like the real deal. Um, but you know, I told him too, I said, I, I just think Fields, he's going to go to another team, hopefully in the AFC and he's going to light it up with a better coaching staff on offense. But it was just interesting that they hadn't even fathomed that, that Fields could be not their quarterback next year. So that this is going to be a really interesting off season for a couple of teams in the NFC North also. I know that's, a little bit further in the future, but it's getting closer. So, anyway, we got the W. It's Christmas. I can enjoy stuff. I don't care what it looked like. We got it. We're still alive. Meaningful football for at least another week. You know, hey, what the hell else can I ask for? Merry Christmas, everybody. Love you all. Stay safe. Take care. I mean, I will admit that the Bears and Bears fans are in a, a tough spot because you are starting to see it come together. And it is kind of a weird thing. I mean, it, there's part of me that kind of wants it to come together because I think they're going to get a quarterback. And so, in a sense, you're just throwing it in the garbage. You can say, well, it's not entirely in the game. Like, a lot of these things are going to stay. But it's like, how much of what's there is what's working? Like, DJ Moore, that works. The offensive line, eh. It's, it's, it's largely fields, man. It's, it's his wheels. And, yeah, the defense is, has improved marginally. Certainly had a couple of good games. I mean, Cardinals, who cares? Uh, they they put they only allowed 13 against the Lions, although two weeks prior they allowed 31 to the Lions. And then the Vikings only scored 10, but they don't have any players. But, you know, there's a couple good games in there of not allowing a lot of points. I mean, three of the last four, the defense has, has done a good job. And then the offense, two of the last four, has put up 27 and 28. So I understand you're starting to get excited. You're starting to see it. But again, it's like, do we keep this? Do we just keep going and just add to it? Or is Justin Fields not enough and we want to go get this guy? Because the other issue is, even if Fields becomes like, okay, which I've still got this up when I was looking up um, weeks 9 through 16 to find out how Jordan Love's been doing. For reference, Justin Fields is 26th overall. Um, As a passer, Justin Fields 28th. And this is out of 44. So not super good. Um, I, I think he's had more good games this year, certainly, than you would see last year. He had a really good stretch weeks 3, 4, and 5, 71, 82, and 78. That's impressive. He hasn't really he had one bad game against Cleveland, mostly mediocre games other than that, 61, 67, 67, 72, and 70, which, you know, 72 and 70 are good, technically. Um Part of the issue, though, is the the passing, sometimes it's running, right? So he had a 67 grade against Detroit Week 11. That's cool. But a 54 passing grade. It was all running that did it. Uh, the last two weeks, 47 passing grade and 58 passing grade. It went up to a 70 because he had an 85 rushing grade. Now, at the end of the day, you can say it doesn't matter. You know, you get what you get. And, the, you know, if you win a game with your arm or win a game with your legs, you still win a game. But it's just, it's just a... It's a fun and interesting predicament. And, I mean, if you stick with Fields and the number one pick, Caleb Williams, does go to a team, goes to the 
let's say the Patriots, you trade with the Patriots, they give you a bunch of picks, they go up and get them, and the Patriots end up with Caleb Williams, who looks like he's going to be the next Pat Mahomes. I don't really care what Justin does. You messed up. And that's the other thing that's going to suck. Justin Fields will always be compared to Caleb Williams and Drake May. Because you could have had either of them. You got the first pick. You could have any quarterback in the draft class. So even if if a guy that goes at, uh, you know, let's say another quarterback goes at 10, if he pops off, you're still a piece of trash for not drafting him. Because that's just how that goes. So that's tough, man. I, I just I just don't think he's done enough to be able to say he's definitely the guy. I mean, Jordan Love has been better than Justin Fields. There's no doubt about that. And even I'm sitting here going, like, I, I'm happy with Jordan. But I just want to see, like, let's see what happens next year. I hope next year he takes another step. If he takes another step and we see more consistency, I'm all in, right? Same with the thing that happened with, like, Rodgers, right? He had a decent year. He certainly saw some flashes. He had some really good games. And then the year after, freaking just popped off. Justin, in year three, has had one, two, three, four, five games that were considered good by PFF. One, two, three, four passing games considered good by PFF. 65.2 passing grade, which is by far his highest ever. 2,000 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, nine interceptions. That's what we get. Like I, I know he missed some time. But as a Bears fan, like when 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 are you gonna like expect a five thousand yard forty touchdown passer? It's almost like Lions like I had a Lions fan come at me because they are now gonna win the division and I had made some comment about how hilarious it was that they haven't won since ninety three, which wasn't even the North, but whatever. And he's like, Update and I was like, Bro and it was funny because I was like, just hang the banner. And he's like, Well, you, you can't say that because we literally will be hanging the banner. And I'm like, That's that's the that's the entire joke. The joke isn't hang the banner because you can't actually hang the banner. It's it's sarcasm because hanging a banner for something so stupid would be an embarrassment. It's like he he didn't even realize like the Packers don't even hang those banners, bro. We don't even hang them. There's there's no NFC North. I don't believe there's any NFC North. Maybe there's like a really special one hanging in the stadium somewhere, but I'm I'm pretty sure there are none hanging up anywhere. Maybe they got some some little uh, mini trophies or something in a back case of the locker room somewhere. I don't know. But the fact that you're like doubling down on this, like we're going to hang the banner thing, it's, it's like you don't even realize you're so far removed from success, you don't even realize that winning your division isn't that big of an accomplishment. Like it's a regular occurrence for a lot of teams. Even the other three teams in, in the NFC North, even though it's rare, more rare or less rare for some of them, the Bears and the Vikings, it's like they've won a bunch of times in the last 30 years. You know, you know, it's just, it's certainly cool, especially for them. I mean, for the Packers, it's pretty much just the norm. It's almost every freaking year. But even for the other guys, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. So for Bears fans, it's just kind of like, does it, does it feel like something you can't even attain? Do you not even know that it's an option? Because there are quarterbacks that get like 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. And there's there is a possibility that one of these guys not even a bad possibility a borderline good possibility that at least one of these two guys will be that level of talent and you've got a guy in Caleb Williams that that certainly has flaws there's no question about it and that can be concerning and it's funny because I was listening to somebody and if I can find it I'll happily play it but I want to say it was Trevor Sykema or something but he was talking about the issues with Caleb Williams and it's like identical to the issues with Justin Fields it's processing. 
It's all processing. It's not seeing things fast enough. It's not reacting fast enough to the situation. And it's like, freaking A. But again, the guy is special. Talk about like how Jordan Love has those rare attributes that like the top guys have. Caleb has it to an unbelievably high degree. Even amongst like the Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgerses, you look at some of the Caleb Williams throws and it's like, bro, like I got to dig deep in the Aaron Rodgers freaking video vault to find one that can compete with that. So again, it's a, t- it's a tough situation and I don't know what to do. I just get to sit back and laugh either way. Either you get all excited about Justin Fields as the guy, he's the man, and then they trade him away. And I sit here and go, ha, suck it. Or they pass on those quarterbacks and I just laugh. Laugh and laugh and laugh and then root for those quarterbacks a lot. And I hope they're all AFC so that I can actually root for them. But whatever. Why don't we take our final break and we'll come back and hear from Bill in South Carolina. Hi, Ryan. Uh, this is Bill from South Carolina. What's up? And um, first of all, go Pack Go. Uh, got a win. It's great. Fantastic. Um, Jordan Love, I thought, played well. The offense played uh, played very well. Um, just listened to the press conference a while back uh, from the floor on, uh, number one, the reporters uh, only asked one question that kind of pointed to the defense. Here we go. And and this is sort of what I was expecting happened, but here we go. But, um, and then the way LaFleur answered it with, uh, almost kind of like blaming the offense for not being out on the field long enough was very, very weird. Um, what did you say? I'm not even going to go find the, what did he say? I'm not even going to do it. Come on, he didn't. He did not. You're lying, Bill. Dude, why you gotta, you gotta come on my show and lie? He wouldn't say that. That's the dumbest. That's so stupid. There's no way. I don't know. We we, we all know Joe Barry's not getting fired until the year's over. So we could even like just stop all that, um, no matter what happens. Because uh, and I also just want to close out with um, I would have a private plane if I um, would have. Uh, Started betting on the other quarterbacks' um, <laughs> props, um, where we make everybody oh. at the Tom Brady. Um, maybe that's the offensive offensive fault too. But anyway, go pack, go. We won. We're still in it. It's great. And um, and catch uh, later. Thank you. Bye. Well, I mean, to that point, we did lose time of possession. It was like 29 minutes to 31 minutes. So I guess I guess that's why they scored 30 points. Makes sense to me. I mean, the, if you look at the Steelers game, I just picked a random game here. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, same situation. They, they only had the ball for 28 minutes. And similarly, they scored 34, just like the Packers scored 33, almost identical. And, and I mean, look at the negative ramifications that had for their defense. When you can't stay on offense, it's going to damage what happens on the other side. And they didn't, they, they allowed not just one point or two points or three points or five or even six or seven or eight or nine or 10, 11 points they allowed. The Steelers allowed 11 points 
And again, you can see why. It's because they were they allowed the Bengals to be on the field for 31 minutes and 49 seconds of the 60 minutes, which is obviously devastating. That extra, let's see, what are we talking here? Two and a half minutes? When you give a football team two and a half more minutes, I mean, that that's that's going to do some damage. And that's why the Steelers allowed an abysmal 11 points to the Bengals. Look at the Falcons. The Falcons lost time of possession. Uh, despite that, they scored almost 30 points, which is a credit to their offense, clearly. I mean, no, it's not. Wait a minute. No, it's not a credit to their offense. Screw the offense. I, I don't care that you scored a bunch of points despite not being on the field very long. That's not your job. Your job isn't to score points. It's to win time of possession so that your defense doesn't have to give up points. And again, again, the Falcons, because they gave the Colts an extra, about a minute extra, 30 and a half minutes compared to 29 and a half minutes, the Colts were able to do some serious damage. Now, they didn't score quite as many points as the Bengals did, but they still got 10, 10 points they scored. Why? Time of possession. I mean, everybody knows this. This is just what happens. Then you got a real, a real bad one. You want to talk about some real bad time of possession issues? There's almost 10 minutes difference here. The Raiders, 25 minutes and 42 seconds compared to the Chiefs, 34 minutes and 18 seconds. It's like 26-34, nearly 25-35. I mean, just wretched. And what happened? The, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, With 34 minutes, you know they're going to score a bunch of points. And sure enough, they scored more than the Bengals and the Colts. Not combined, but they did score more. 14 freaking points. Can you imagine that? Have you ever seen 14 points like in a a baseball game or a soccer game? It's rare. It almost never happens. That isn't super relevant, but it's it's just a statement. It is a statement I made that you're going to have to just deal with. Time of possession. Raiders, terrible in time of possession. And the Chiefs took advantage of it. Now, did any of these teams win? No. No, they didn't. The teams at one time of possession happened to lose. And, you know, maybe they scored less than, like, the NFL average. But it's still double digits, bro. In all three cases, double digits. Coincidence? I don't think so. I don't know the comments, but if I freaking hear him say that, oh boy, it's gonna be it's gonna be glorious. Kyle, help me. Hey, Kyle from Madison. What's up? You know, as I'm kind of going over this footage, I was thinking, and, and this is pretty obvious, but I'll say it anyway. The rest of the season is just going to come down to the brilliance of the offense versus the foulness of the defense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and if the offense is able to be brilliant, at least in the stretches, more than the defense is absolutely foul, then they might actually win two more games. That'd be great. Um, but uh, it, 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 is, it is breathtaking, though, the defense today. Breathtaking is the word I'm going to use. Um, and, oh, man, I, I was just watching, I think it was, uh, maybe I think it was Nagler, somebody, and he mentioned something that really bothered me. I want to get your take. Sure. He said, you know, imagine if it's the Bears at home last week of the year and they come in there and just, you know, well, probably what's going to happen, they're going to just, they're going to have like 500 yards rushing. 
like if he was mentioning what was that crowd at Lambeau, they're obviously it's going to get ugly. Yeah, if that happens, bad. it's going to get really ugly. The fire jump Barry chance and whatnot. So I just want to get your take on that because that could be real interesting. Anyway, all right, seeing us coming. Bye. No, and 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 it's going to be so much worse because you got to understand again <clears throat> the um. There is a chance. Let me let me just pull this up here because this is important. Let's get an update on this. So so here's here's the situation. Obviously, if we beat the Vikings, we let, let's let's do it live here. According to the New York Times, we have a 27% chance to make the playoffs, right? If we lose to the Vikings, we drop to a like a 1% to 2% chance. If we beat the Vikings, we jump up to a 59-60-ish percent chance because we'll be favored against the Bears at home. But the Bears will be in a position where they can knock us out. Same, same as the Lions last year. They can knock us out of the playoff. Obviously, they're going to desire that. And think how awful that would be, right? We're, we're, we're going to get kicked out of the playoffs by the Chicago Bears, and there's probably going to be fire Joe Barry chance in the stadium as well as fire everybody else and booze and everything. And, and you know the Bears fans are going to be relishing that. They're going to be all over social media like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I, it's, it's like music to my ears listening to them boo, which is why I really don't want the booze and the fire Joe Barry chants because it just feeds the freaking beast. It's like um, the uh, fifth element when they're shooting rockets at this thing, and it's like hate only begets more hate, and this freaking thing just keeps getting bigger when they shoot rockets at it. Anyways... If, however, we lose to the Vikings, and you think, okay, we're out anyway, so they can't kick us out. Oh, it gets worse. They're playing the Falcons, and that's a very winnable game. If they win and we lose, we're in a position now where if the Bears beat us, we drop to fourth place in the division. Again, they would very much love to be able to do that to us in Lambeau Field. And again, can you imagine how unbelievably miserable that would be? So no matter what, we're in trouble because here's the thing. Even if I just switched it, even if the Bears lose, because we lost to the Vikings, we now are worse off in the tiebreaker. So if we lose and the Bears lose to the Falcons and then we play each other next week, we're going to have, we're both going to be seven and 10 if the Bears win and they will win the tiebreaker because they'll be three and three in the division and we will be two and four in the division because we will have just lost to the Vikings and lost to the Bears. So either way, that Chicago Bears game is massive. If we lose to the Bears, no matter what, if we lose to the Bears, we are either going to be getting eliminated from the playoffs by the Bears or we're going to be fourth in the division. It's a big Bears game. We have to beat the freaking Bears. I, I, I tell you what, I don't want them to prepare for the Vikings at all. Don't even prepare. I don't care. Start working on the Chicago Bears right now. That's just, I do not care about the Vikings. Anyways, I probably should end it here, but I just clicked on one, and I'm going to end up skipping it on accident. So uh, we got a twofer here, which means we're going to be a little short on calls, but it is what it is. Pedro, the redhead from Brazil, what's going on? Hey, Ryan. Pedro from Brazil here. First of all, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas to, Thank you. to you, your family, and every listener here. So, yeah. I'm just calling here about the... The Panthers game, since it's Christmas, I'm going to try to be more positive, not going to rent. But, man, what was that? Um, before starting talking about the game, I want to call you out here. Because uh -oh. the last three weeks, 
you sadly were going against bad teams, bad offense, and you were clearly wrong. You know, as far as I'm concerned, Danny DeVito, um, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, and Bryce Young are all on MVP contention right now. They are awesome because, well, they destroyed our defense, and according to Metal Tour, we don't have really defensive problems. So they must be really, really good. And, yeah, about the, the defense, um, I, I really wished that Brian Kittikens sit down on Metal Tour and ask him, and, and just talk to him, you know, man, this is really unacceptable, and our defensive performance is crap. So, I, I'm going to give you two options. If it is a Joe Barry problem, I want you to fire him. But if it's a, a player's problem, a personal problem, I'm going to trade every single one of our defensive players. And we're going to build a new defense. New defense. Because they are all dog crap right now. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. And I do believe that our defensive problem is communication. It is the communication between Joe Barry's brain and his mouth. Because he clearly is not calling the right plays. He's clearly not preparing the team. So that is really, really, really bad. And that's it. I'm, I'm going to stop talking right now. Because if I continue, I'm going to rant. And I don't want to do that in Christmas. So have a good one. Bye-bye. And, and to be fair, I can completely sympathize with Joe Barry on that one because there are a lot of times when I'm trying to communicate something and it's like it makes sense in my brain, but I don't know how to quite say it, you know? So I get it. But also I would suck as a coach, which is why I'm not one. So there's that too. Hey, it's Peter from Brazil here again. Welcome so, back. Um, after I finished my last call, I, I, I was watching Matt O'Fordham post-game interview here and you know what I figure everything out he's saying that we need to score as many points as we need to win the game so doing a twin and stuff so maybe that's the plan he wants to keep Joe Barry because he knows Joe Barry sucks and he knows you're gonna give up a lot of points so that's gonna make Jordan Love play better because he's going to need to score more points. Hmm. So maybe before it's just, you know what? I give up in the season. My only goal here is to make Drillis grow and, and, and look better. So I'm going to make him have to score a bunch of points every single game. Yeah. And see how he can deal with that. Because I really think, despite that being stupid, I really think that that's more possible than he looking to the defense and say, yeah, that's a pretty good effort from defense. I'm happy with that. I just can't accept that that's an option. So, hey, maybe it's something like that. You know? Who knows? So, that's it. Okay? Bye-bye. Have a good one. It's always funny slash sad and depressing when you get to the point where you're just saying basically nonsense conspiracy theories like we're we're just we're we're trying as hard as we can to come up with something to try to make sense of this cuz this obviously makes no sense and it's like you know I know it sounds weird 
and I'm kind of half joking, but also it makes more sense than the alternative. So I guess here we are. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you guys, and I am going to go listen to the press conference because just that little little bit of a nugget, and maybe I misunderstood. Maybe, you know, uh, I think it was Bill is a freaking complete liar, which is entirely possible. But I'm, I'm, I'm on the verge of losing it, and I feel like I need to go listen to it. I know it's Christmas, but um, I need that. I, I, I need, I need, I need, I need Anita. So, uh, by the way, three calls left. We got Goose, Nate, and Snacks. Really look forward to hearing what they have to say. However, three calls is not enough. Again, I know you're winding down from the holidays and whatnot. If you want to give me a day off, I have no problem with that. But otherwise, get your calls in, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.